In this episode, we are going to talk about co-parenting after divorce. It's right? super easy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why when we asked for input, nobody, nobody... Nobody had anything to say. No, there was no complaining. There was no, like, this sucks. It was just, like, silence because everyone's got it figured out. It's it's easy. Yeah, and I want to do a shout-out right now to all our social media channels, which aren't very many. Let's be honest. We could be more socially we should. We, we could, but eh, we're a little busy. Yeah, so shout-out to Patreon and Marco Polo channels mm -hmm. uh, for the support and for the contributions to this episode, yep. as well as the Latter-day Lesbian Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. Love all y'all. Yeah, super great. Thank you so much for all of your contributions. So mm -hmm. we are going to get to that discussion. And I think we might have a Sky Daddy. What? We might have that. I'm okay. about that. All right, we'll get to that right after this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly, and we are sitting in front of a closet. We are. We're not actually in the closet. We're just sort of in front of the closet. Why? Because we're recording on the road. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. Traveling again. Mm -hmm. We have decided to try our very damnedest to be more regular because I know we had a span where we were very irregular yeah. with our podcasting because we were so busy. Um, we're still busy, yeah. but we are doing our damnedest to get shit to you because I know you love it. And we love it, too. We actually do really enjoy doing the podcast. It's just been kind of a crazy summer, mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite movies from the 80s, by the way. Mm. One Crazy Summer. Oh. Did you ever see that? No. Nope. John Cusack? I wouldn't have been allowed to. Was it uh, rated R? I Probably not. I don't mm. know. I saw it in the 80s, and I was like, you know, teenager-ish. So. Huh. All right. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Probably not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Has John Cusack been in a rated R movie? Maybe. Probably. What's that one where... Uh, Less than zero. Grifters, maybe. Huh? I don't know. Anywho. Okay. Um, why are we in uh, this... We're in Suffolk, Virginia right now. <laughs> uh-huh. Staying at my cousin's house. Mm -hmm. Because my mother is in the hospital. She broke her hip. Well, first she broke her shoulder. Oh, yeah. We've already talked about that, I yeah. think, on this uh, on this podcast. So Then she started healing, got all cocky, like, I'm going to get up and walk around. <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess she just didn't want to bother anybody in the middle of the night. It was like a middle of the night, got to pee situation. So she got up and fell and, and broke a hip. Mm -hmm. so, so now she's in the hospital with a broken shoulder and now a broken hip. Yeah. She had to have surgery. She did. They put a pin in there. Then a blood transfusion. Or a rod or something. She's holding to the rod. Hold to the rod, the iron rod. rod. I started a little low. low. <laughs> or whatever sort of rod. I'm thinking she doesn't have iron in her oh. in her body. <laughs> whatever they make those Titanium rod. <laughs> That's more likely. Okay. I guess she has to avoid metal detectors now. I'm not sure how that works. I mean, I can't imagine she's going to be going <laughs> through any airports anytime soon. Doesn't seem likely. No. Mm -mm. Or ever again. <laughs> Yeah, so down here visiting mom in the hospital. I saw her yesterday mm -hmm. and going to go back in just a little bit. Yeah, you had to bail on your uh, podcasting conference that you yeah. were at. I was at Podcast Movement. Um, so we bought tickets in 2019 for the 2020 show. Mm -hmm. And that conference was obviously yanked because of COVID. They made it virtual, I think. But yeah. our tickets automatically rolled over for summer 2021 
based on everything going on, we possibly wouldn't have gone. You didn't yeah. even go. I didn't. I have, have too family much shit in town. with kids. Yeah. And family in town. Your right. brother's in town. Right. So there's So I had to so eat much. that. I had to eat yeah. the cost of my ticket. Yeah. But you went. I went. Uh, stayed with uh, our good friend, Heather Vickery, from the Brave Files podcast. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you, Heather, for letting me bunk in your room. Uh-huh. And then your mom thought she'd break her hip. So Yeah, so that called that short, kind of turned that trip into a, a mm-hmm. shorty. Uh, yeah, so drove from Nashville, Tennessee to Suffolk, Virginia. It's a long time. If anyone wants to Google that, you can map <laughs> it's that. It's a haul. It's like 10 and a half hours. Jesus. Uh-huh. And then you were at the cottage with your kids, mm-hmm. drove back up to Northern Virginia, dropped them off, came back down Yep. thunders like a rainstorm yeah <laughs> six hour driving in like almost white out rain which is nuts because i have done that drive in three hours yeah it's no, possible it's, to do it in three hours for sure but not when everyone's doing it yeah and in the rain in the rain, the rain yeah. was nuts you could barely see in front of you so yeah. so i have family in town mm-hmm. so on thursday of this last week we all met at king's dominion it's by my brother mark and his wife heidi and their four kids mm-hmm. And me and my seven kids. And, you know, I just, I just can't do roller coasters. I keep thinking I can handle it again. I used to love roller roller coasters. Mm -hmm. So Smashy, my eight-year-old, she wanted to start with the low-end roller coasters just to be sure she can handle larger ones. And so she and I kind of broke off from the crowd and did, um, we went to Snoopy, was it Snoopyville? Snoopy? Planet Snoopy. There we go. Like where the kids shit is. Okay. And we rode on Woodstock Express. It's like a little bitty uh, roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And I got nauseous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I felt sick for like an hour. Uh, That's fun. Yeah, so basically hung with Smash. You didn't go on any other rides until the very, very end. There's this roller coaster that if it were just like 10 seconds shorter, would kick ass. But it's that last 10 seconds just did me in. So the reason I love this coaster is when you start, you haul ass like up the big incline. And then you haul ass down, like super far down, super fast. The I don't know the decline, whatever you call it, the mm-hmm. the down thing, <laughs> dissension, whatever it is, you know the down part. <laughs> um, and it's super fast, and I love it. But then it's got like about ten seconds of not any loops, but like jerking you around. Mm. Fun. And I had had uh, Mexican food for lunch. <laughs> And so, like, literally the last 10 seconds of the ride, I'm, like, breathing in deeply, trying to focus, you know, Mm -hmm. getting my chakras aligned so I don't puke. Chakras. (laughs) You're big on chakras. I mean, I believe that shit. Uh, Yeah, I don't think you study it, though. I don't. Yeah, that was a lie. (laughs) Um, So we finally get stopped, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I hate throwing up. So I didn't throw up. I kept it in. But I was literally nauseous for the next hour while we were trying to gather kids up and get out of there. And then the next hour hour and a half to two hours of my drive like I'm driving and feeling car sick because I'm still sick from the ride Mm -hmm. so what I'm saying basically is I spent $40 for me to go in ride two rides get sick and eat expensive burritos I hate amusement parks at this point they're super expensive like seven Mm -hmm. kids too you know I'm not I'm not made of money wow just um lunch itself was like 150 bucks wow for me and the kiddos for you For me to just feel nauseous and wander around a hot park with Smashy because she didn't really want to go on anything and we just wanted to go see all the rides. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I had some good time with Smash, but I could have done that 
for way cheaper. And it's just not great timing because, all right, our landlords told us recently, <laughs> did we already mention this on a podcast Let's mention episode, it again. that we had to move out by the end of August. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to do that. Plus, the deposit on the new place is like $1,000 more than our rent, and that's already mm-hmm. a hike. So. Yeah, because we're Northern Sizable. Virginia people. You, it's it's, it's, it's you stupid. You pay so much money. I mean, our deposit is basically $5,000. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be fun to try to come up with that. Should we? Is this a good time to talk about Patreon support? Shall we? <laughs> Jesus. Please financially support us. I know. Well, we have a couple people to pay. We have Dan. Uh-huh. And we now have Judah. Yes. Judah's helping us with... Organizing, organizing things. Organizing, email yeah. lists, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess is going to be helping us with that. Mm-hmm. Finger to the Square Temple book. Yep. Temple yep. Finger yep. book. Yep. And we got to get back into that. So, yeah, could really use <laughs> your financial support. No yeah, pressure. No pressure. Plus, the time <laughs> that we spend podcasting that doesn't make any money, I could be donating plasma and oh, making yeah. money. You probably could make more money donating plasma than we make on this <laughs> podcast, to be honest. Because <laughs> podcast advertising, even though we're so appreciative of the advertisers. Yeah. Um, oh, Speaking of, I was at Podcast Movement, went by the Spreaker booth, because that's our host, right? Mm-hmm. And told him about all the stupid BYU ads and general conference ads. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, my God. Um, and I said, I always bring it to your attention. Like, the people in Spreaker, they're very responsive, and they try to track it down. I swear there's some third party buying these ads. But he said, what category are you in? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, religion and spirituality. It's not a great fit because we're sort of ex-religion, but <laughs> Good sort of point. spirituality. And, yeah. and he said, that could be why the Latter-day mm. Saints Church is buying advertising because it's in that category. Should we switch categories? I did. What are we now? We're in society and culture under personal stories. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's or a match. personal journal, journals. Maybe it's something like journal, that. Journal, journey. <laughs> Shelly's journal journey. Shelly's journal journey. Yeehaw. Okay. Not today, though. No. We're not going to read from your journal today. Not today, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, switch categories. So maybe that will clear up the whole LDS stupid commercials. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we don't make a ton of money on podcast advertising. So if you don't have money to support us on Patreon or Marco Polo channels, totally understand uh, as we've said before, just turn down the volume mm-hmm. on the stupid commercial breaks. I know mm-hmm. they're I know they're dumb, uh, but that actually does help pay us. It does not also, a lot, but no. it's helpful. Also, tell your friends to listen. Oh yeah, we need to grow our listener base again. We had some big growth, yeah. and now we're sort of leveling. I mean, we're growing slow, more slowly. Um, so we could use another boost. So tell your friends. We're going to yeah. keep on doing this podcasting thing. Yeah, that'd be great. If you subscribe, which doesn't mean pay money, subscribe mm-hmm. to the podcast, then you're always updated when mm-hmm. there's a new podcast. Mm-hmm. Share. Tell your friends. Yep. Uh, rate and review is yes. always helpful. Unless yes. you hate this podcast, then please don't do well, that. If you do, we're going to make a t-shirt out of your shit. Well, we will, but it'll bump our rating down. Yeah, don't so do that. Don't do it. How about give us a five star and then write a weird review? <laughs> Thank God they're doing the work of the adversary. <laughs> All right. Um, should we get into a Who's Your Sky Daddy? Mm-hmm. What's that intro again? Who's Your Sky Daddy? I wish everyone could watch Mary doing this. She's like the <laughs> arm in the air again. Like she's actually <laughs> pleading to some higher, yeah. Hey, that's how you got to get into it. It's true. Okay. All right. So today we are reading from Ecclesiastes mm. 11, 9, verse mm. 9. 
we only have one entry in the Who's Your Sky Daddy. Sorry, we've got a lot of lot, lot of um, listener shit to read. We do. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this is from the King James Version, duh. It's the only true version. <laughs> it's the only it's true the version. only true um, translation <laughs> that was translated and retranslated and retranslated again from people's stories that they just told. And it's mm-hmm. it's all true. It's perfect. Yeah, thank God for an English king that could straighten all this out for us. Yeah. All right. Thanks, King James. This says, Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, oh. and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth. Well, that doesn't sound bad. And walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes. Oh. But know thou mm-hmm. that for all these things, God will bring thee into judgment. <laughs> oh, shit. So go ahead, have a great time. But. Enjoy your youth. Mm-hmm. But then there'll be a reckoning. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent of a woman in a relationship saying, fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why just a woman? Well, I don't. That's a stereotype. It is. A stereotype. It is the stereotype that that is. I so, think men can do that too. Like, sure, whatever you want, honey. But you're gonna hear about later. <laughs> you're gonna hear about it later. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm fine. No, no, that's fine. That's God. It's Sky Lots Daddy. Of people do that. Yeah. That's, you know what that's called? What? Passive aggressive behavior. That's <laughs> yes. what that is. Well, we do know that our Sky Daddy is passive aggressive, <laughs> well, like in a godlike way. Proves it. Yes, yeah, yeah, proves it. Yeah. No, go have fun. No, really. No, 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 no. I'm okay. Go, go. <laughs> yes, no, listen. I'm do whatever you want. Don't worry about me. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> and then, uh, is it? Mm-hmm. We're going to hear about that shit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a very safe relationship between the children and the Sky oh, Daddy. It sounds like you have to walk on eggshells around uh, Sky Daddy. Yeah. Oh, you, you do. You do. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy myself, maybe. However. <laughs> Don't enjoy yourself too much. Mm-hmm. Mm, you're going to be in trouble. That's Sky Daddy. <laughs> He's such a good father figure. He's so loving. He's so, so easy to get along with. Mm-hmm. So predictable. So safe. Yeah. So loving, forgiving, right. and caring. Right. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Sounds like my entire upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well. There you go. Thanks, Guy Daddy. Thanks, thanks. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel uh, loved. Don't you? I do. Yeah. So today's topic, and see, since we're only about fifteen minutes in, we won't take a commercial break before the main topic because it's a doozy. It is a doozy. So, Shelly and I were talking, and I told her what I wanted to talk about on today's episode uh, because I was thinking more about my relationship with. Kids and your kids in particular. Yeah, that's your relationship is mostly with my kids, not right. other people's. Yeah, well, true. I don't really know any other kids right now. I mean, I did have a niece and nephew that are older. Yeah, now they're like, grown ups. Yeah, they're grown ups. But anyway, I was thinking more about it, and I think part of my issue and why I'm not around very much because that is a true story mm-hmm. is that I have created this bubble of people in my life. I've noticed this. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in my life are on some sort of growth, like uh, evolutionary growth, spiritual growth. They're yeah. seekers. They're trying to like, you know, dig deeper, get to the bottom of things. Why do I do certain things that I do? Let's be exploratory about who we are and try to become better people, right? Mm-hmm. What kid, any kid, do you know who does that? All their brain isn't developed yet. Right. So they're not going to be on a journey of spiritual growth for the most part. Well, I would say Genevieve is trying. She's understanding the importance of spiritual growth. She is. And she's maybe maybe transitioning out of victim mode because she kind of went through that teenage girl of everyone's, why is everyone so mean to me? 
I'm such a victim. Well, mm-hmm. she, she wouldn't have been able to phrase it in that way. Right. But that's that's how it comes across. Yeah. So she's sort of starting to move out of that. Right. And right. seeing the big. She's world. almost 18, so she's kind of. It takes a while, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that part of your brain just isn't. You're just your brain's not fully developed. Right. So you're not going to be looking around the world and looking at, you know, potentially how good you have it. So because that's yeah. the other thing that irritates me is privilege. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot stand when people don't understand their place of privilege. Yeah. It's you know? not it's not bad to have privilege. Like there's really nothing you can do about it. You're born into it, you become oh, you by can it. be an advocate for sure. people who don't. Well absolutely, but um to act like you don't have privilege is kind of a spit in the face for people who truly don't. Well here's the irritating part. You come from a place of privilege and then on top of that you're still acting entitled. Right. That's the biggest issue yeah the best case scenario is to recognize your place of privilege Mm -hmm. don't take it for granted a have gratitude Mm -hmm. for that so that's another thing gratitude kids typically don't understand how good they have it correct and they don't practice any sort of gratitude Hmm. right i won't say any sort of well you know what your kids are good about thanking you for making dinner yeah at least some of them are yeah the ones that talk Simon, not so much, but dude doesn't talk. I'm sure he feels appreciative. I'm sure he does on some level. Are you with us, son? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Blink twice blink, if you're breathing. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the other part of my bubble is, you know, certainly people who want to be kind to mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. And your kids do pretty well. Yeah. They just are in this sort of um, negative talk space Yeah, where it's kind of a joke but also a little bit not a joke when they yeah. call each other idiots or stupid. Yeah. Sometimes it's joke and sometimes it doesn't feel so jokey. Mm-hmm. And negative talk is difficult for me, mm-hmm. you know. And the other thing that I surround myself with is political liberals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, we don't go into politics on this show. And that's purposeful. Right. We're not a political show. Right. Everyone has a right to, to believe whatever Absolutely. you want. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. care. Absolutely. But I've noticed that in my personal friend group. Yeah. That's who I tend to surround myself right. with. People Be- with similar beliefs, people yeah. that aren't going to come at you for not agreeing well, with them. Well, and I think that's why I do it, because my personal history is all surrounding trauma with someone coming at me with their religious and political views yeah. nonstop, constantly, yeah. in the form of my mother. You have never agreed with your mother as far as religion not and politics. Not since I was an adult, no. Yeah. Not since I separated from her, you know what I mean? Yeah. The way that kids have to do that and mm-hmm. figure out, oh, I'm not my parents. I have my own mm-hmm. views and opinions and beliefs and values. Mm-hmm. So because she has spent my entire adult life trying to get me, vehemently trying to get me to believe how she believes, mm-hmm. nonstop, over and over, in my face, this is how you should believe, basically yeah. telling me I'm wrong, not in so many words, right. but because she's crammed her ideas and values down my throat my entire adult life, basically I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, duh. Of course. I cannot be with people who do that anymore. Yeah. I have to walk away. So... Well, you're a grown-ass adult. You get to choose, mostly, yeah. who you interact with. And, and why put yourself in a position where you're going to end up arguing with someone? Or yeah. being furious because you want to argue, but you're like, no, I'm just going to walk away. Like, walk why? Away, but, why? Then it, but then it kind of ruins my day. No, for sure. Even if I just walk away, yeah. I'm just like, gosh... Uh, it's soul sucking yeah. for me. Yeah. Because, you know, to me, it's a lot about helping others. Mm-hmm. I just want to live in a society where we can help people. Yeah. You know, in one way or another. I agree. Yeah. 
I don't care if I make more money than other people. Well, this is why I pay my tithing. <laughs> right. It doesn't actually help anyone. No. It goes to the massive money-making corporation. <laughs> I had to throw that out there. Yeah, that, those tithing dollars at work. Mm-hmm. I mean, raise your hand if you get a 10% raise after leaving religion, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Then you can actually choose what to do with that money. And my guess would be that some of you, if not a lot of you, choose to use it in a way that helps your own family, Mm -hmm. helps others, like does something instead of sitting in a big fucking pile waiting to purchase new carpet (laughs) for... A temple after the heathens walk in? Yes. Well, now we need new carpet. I don't even understand how that works. I wonder what the carpet budget is. Oh, God. But does the carpet match the drapes? That's what I want to know. I would like a carpet <laughs> muncher budget. God. Unlimited funds. Oh my God. <laughs> That's and weird. And we took it there again. Dead. Sorry, mm-hmm. not. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so back to this parenting, co parenting mm-hmm. discussion. So, one of the things I was saying to Shelly is that with her co parenting situation, from my perspective, her ex has the loudest voice in the conversation. Yes. Do you want to talk about why you think that is or? Um, sure. And again, this is not, I mean, he's, he is entitled to believe whatever he wants. I don't care. And this is no shade on him. No, not at all. He loves those kids. Absolutely. And you can just tell, you you know it, there's no doubt that he loves those kids and he's doing what he thinks is best by them in the way he's raising them. Sure. So no shade on that. No. I mean, he, he is. He's doing what he thinks is best. Yes. And so I appreciate that. However. It's just not what your values are at this point. Right. In many right. ways. And because for circumstances beyond my control, um, he spends more time with them than I do. He is the louder voice. And he is one to talk politics and to talk religion. And I'm really not. You know, I just, I live my life. I do what I do. You're, you're just like more like bonding with the kids and having yeah, fun. And, yeah, we don't sit down yeah. and talk religion. We don't sit down right. and talk politics because it's just... Um, you don't do that anyway. I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. Uh, and so Brett is. He's very interested in politics. He's very interested in, in religion. Mm-hmm. And his beliefs as far as religion and politics go do not in any way at all line up with what I believe. Right. It happens. Yep. You know? I, I'm not a who's right, who's wrong. I have my beliefs. However, the way I believe the way that he presents himself is always very confident, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that confidence can, I think, with children bleed into this is correct. And it's got to be a little confusing for your kids when they find out, oh, mom doesn't actually believe that way. So they're Yeah, Cassie was a little crushed when she realized I wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. She cried, yeah. you know. Um, well, sorry, your tears are not going to get me into... <laughs> <laughs> to dad's belief system. Um, but she was she was upset that we didn't yeah. believe the same thing. I think that she assumed that we did. That is tough. Yeah. And so when when the kids are over and they are repeating things that their dad has said uh, that I'm extremely against, mm-hmm. don't like, don't appreciate, it's hard for me. Yeah. Because, A, I, I don't want to sit and go through, I, I, I refuse to say, tell me everything your dad said. Right. And let me give you the other, other side. Well, like, I'm sure. not doing that. Well, you don't want to pit them against, no. you know, on one side or the other. Absolutely not. Um, when they do bring up something that their dad has said, I will give them another point of view. Mm-hmm. I'll say, well, I believe blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but again, with the way that Brent is so... <sighs> 
There's just the way that he talks. Uh-huh. And again, I, there's nothing wrong with with being confident in the way you talk. I, I feel like with our kids, his confidence comes across as this is the right way. Well, he's a former priesthood holder. Sure. It's sure. like he can't help it. He can't. It's bred into him right. to be this way. And even if he then gives an alternate view to try to be fair to the kids... It's like when when you basically give the way you believe as fact and then say, well, but, you know, some people believe this, blah, blah, that's fine. But I believe blah, blah, blah. To me, that's not really giving um, an alternate way to believe that's actually an option. Mm-hmm. It's like others, blah, blah, blah. Right. When you other people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and also a couple of my kids. Well, for sure. One of my kids that that falls in line with him politically. Um, he can be dismissive of other beliefs. He can right. be judgmental of other beliefs. Right. And I hate that. Yeah. And again, it's like there's there's nothing I can do about it except for sit them down and say, tell me what your father said. I'm not going to do that. It's not my place. He is more than welcome to his beliefs. Yeah. But it is it's hard for me to hear the kids kind of repeating what his he has said. And I just... I don't believe in it. I mm-hmm. don't follow that way of thinking. I do think that way of thinking is harmful. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my opinion. Yeah. And that's why you struggle too, because you, you know, you interact with my kids from time to time and you hear them say things that you're like, oh. Yeah, makes me want to run away. So we were talking about, I think, the vaccine, coronavirus vaccine recently. And yeah. I said to Philip, hey, Philip, adults actually aren't always right. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to form your own opinion so you can do some research on your own and, and come up with your own opinion because mm-hmm. adults all, don't always get it right. We try. Yeah. But we don't always get it right. Yeah. So that's what I said to him because I like this idea of creating a headspace for them that is open to right. different ideas. Right. doesn't have to be my idea. doesn't have to be your idea. Right. But just having this feeling or space that, oh, lots of people can be, have an opinion on this subject. Sure. You know? Sure. And and that's okay. Yeah. Here's a case in point. Um, my 12-year-old daughter told me, you know, dad says the best way to raise children is with a mother and a father who love each other. Mm. And I don't care that he believes that. Like, that's great. I, I believe what you want. That's that's totally cool. Works Works for you, whatever. It's great. But then I'm like, and I'm sure Brent didn't realize when he said it, like, that's a direct like punch in my gut. Mm, he knows I don't have a penis, right? You do not have a penis. Maybe he didn't you realize that. <laughs> you're not a father. <laughs> um, and it's a little bit of a punch in the gut. It is for sure. It's a lot of punch in the gut. I don't think he realized that when he said it. And I kind of told him about yeah. it. But also the fact that, um, you know, what if one of our kids is actually not straight? Or have questions about their gender. Yeah. So uh-huh. Just something not the norm. Right. Right. And when kids hear things like, this is the best way to do this, this is the best way to do this, and then they realize, I can never be the best way to do this mm. because I'm, you know, gay, trans, whatever whatever yeah. it is, mm-hmm. like, that is dangerous to children. Sure. That's traumatic to children. And again, Brent would never, would well, never hurt the kids, but, right. but statements of belief that are harmful... I struggle with that. And again, sure. he probably thinks that I believe things that are harmful than, for them, too. Of course. Of course. We disagree mm-hmm. on most everything. Yeah. So it's a struggle. Yeah. It's absolutely a struggle. Yeah, for sure. And you and I, you know, when we talked about it in the car and you said you want to talk about this, you were worried that I wouldn't talk about it because it's um, bringing Brent into a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm not saying I'm, this is not disparaging toward him. This is just we don't agree 
and were raising children together. Yes, because you all have not sat down with any sort of mediation yeah. to figure out how you're going to parent the kids. Right. What sorts of topics you want to talk about? What are off limits? I would love if religion and politics were never spoken of. Yeah. And anything LGBTQ++ related, meaning, you know, Brent saying the best way is a mother and a father. But I don't know how you actually make those rules because Brent could argue, could argue that if, if we're not going to bring any LGBTQ thing into it, well, here's their mom with a girlfriend, right? I mean, that... Well, we can't help it. Yeah, we that brings... We don't it, really talk about it, though. No, but it's it's clear. We don't say to the kids... You know, there are options when you're figuring out who you, yeah. you like or have crushes on. You have yeah. lots of options. We don't actually have any conversations about that. Well, you know, when I talk to the kids and joking around like, oh, is there any cute girls at your school? And then I'll follow up by, follow up by or cute boys. You know, I try mm-hmm. to be completely inclusive. And I'm sure that Brent's not inclusive that or way. cute non-binary. Cute anyone. Right. Yeah. Like cute people, cute humans that mm-hmm. you're that you are drawn to. So, yeah, it's a, it's a struggle for sure. And in my heart, I'm like... All I can do is be who I am mm-hmm. and show love. And if they say something that I am adamantly like, oh, fuck, is just to give my point of view without saying dad's wrong. Mm-hmm. I can say, oh, well, a different way to look at it, blah, blah, blah. Right. And try to help them have, again, the brain space to go with what they feel connects with who they are. Yeah. But that shit ain't easy. Well, and that's why I try to soften the blow, because if they're like struggling mentally with, oh, man, dad believes one thing, mom believes another thing. So I'm like, well, but that's OK, because because, you know, ad- adults aren't, aren't always right. Yeah. And we're trying to figure it out, too. You know, right. trying to just put it in perspective that without saying it in these words, we're all humans on this journey mm-hmm. of discovery. We can have a belief system today that we don't have in 10 years. It's just Oh, how- I've changed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is how it goes. And so is Brent. Brent's changed a lot yeah. from when we were total Mormons. Oh, yeah. And we've split on our beliefs, which, yeah. of course, you know, yeah. and, and we, it's fine. And we don't know everything. Yeah. We don't know everything. We're discovering all the time. Yeah. And I think adults worry about being that candid with their kids because they also want their kids to obey them and take yeah. them seriously. Yeah. That's that fine line. It's like, well, you, you know, I, I think Glennon Doyle in her podcast talks about, well, you can... You can question me. You can have your own opinions. You don't mm-hmm. have to. But then at the other hand, it's like, but I still want you to clean your room. You right. I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I'm still the boss of you. So, <laughs> right. so there is that balance. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Mary wanted to talk about this, was a little concerned that I wouldn't want to bring Brent into anything again. But I mean, I'm like, this is issues co-parenting now. This isn't going back to, you know, forever ago. Oh. Shit. This is like... The struggle's real, everybody. Oh, yeah. 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 When we, you know, threw out on the internet, like, hey, if anyone's having struggles with this or questions, write in. And it was just a shit ton. Yeah. So we want to get to all that. I think we need to take a break first. I think we do, too. I, so, I need to pee. Okay. Well, we're going to have a pee break. Mm-hmm. Please listen to these commercials on low volume if they drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. We will be back uh, in just a second. Okay, we are back. So we want to read anonymously some uh, responses to this question about co-parenting. So Mm -hmm. the question basically was, what's it like to co-parent with an ex-spouse that doesn't share your same religious, political, social, etc., values, views, and what problems that has created or can create? Mm -hmm. So we're going to read from Patreon and Marco Polo channels first. Thank you so much for your financial support on Patreon and Marco Polo channels. This person says, 
Things are so much better now. But right after the separation, I had to have a police escort to have my son's tonsils removed Shit. because his dad didn't want him to have the surgery. The quote is, God gave him his tonsils for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, and an appendix, and those can explode and right? need to be removed. Sometimes you just have to have a procedure. Yeah. We're human. You're human. <laughs> Sometimes Come you got to do that. Well, again, Sky Daddy kicks ass. He gives a shit. And then has it diseased. <laughs> but doesn't want us to take doesn't it Doesn't want us to take care of that. Yeah. God. Um, just finishing this up. Sorry. Uh, the listener says, ironically, he had never been to church during our marriage. That's funny. So mm. he's saying God gave him his tonsils for a reason, but he never went to church. <laughs> okay. He calmed down and I allowed him into the pre-op because my son wanted him there. He said some really shitty things to our son like, your mom is making me do this, buddy. No. Yeah. Dads, moms, don't do that shit. Uh, my son was four, this listener says, at the time. His dad cried and I had to pull him out of the room and talk some sense into him. So this kid is about to go into surgery the dad says, your mom is making me do this, buddy, and then starts crying. God, <laughs> why traumatize the child? Why are you crying? Ugh. Why are you making this about you? Ugh. Are you getting your tonsils out? Jeez. <laughs> anyway, it went well, but so much unnecessary drama. Absolutely, that is so much drama. Very unnecessary. I feel <laughs> like people in divorce situations or ex-situations, whatever, with children... We need to love our kids more than we're pissed at the ex-spouse. Yes. Like, in all things, yes. the kids come first. So if I want to unleash, I don't do it to my kids. Right. Because they love and respect their father. Well, plus, they live with him half time. Yeah. Why make it so it's uncomfortable over there? They love him. Mm -hmm. It's confusing Yeah. when you throw your ex under the bus. Yeah. They it's, love him. They love me. Like, just... Yeah, come up with your own opinion about this person. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's unfortunate sometimes you pick people in the beginning and have a bunch of children with them that in retrospect, you're like, huh, why did I match with that person? That mm -hmm. was a weird decision. we sure don't match now. And, and, <laughs> and it gives some struggles in the, in the co-parenting department. But you got to make the best of it. You for made sure. kids with this person. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yep. You made children with this person. That was a and, decision you can't take back. And I got to say, Brent and I have made very good looking tall children. They're all tall. That is for sure. And they're good looking. <laughs> oh, and good looking. Thank you. But mostly tall. <laughs> they're good looking <laughs> jesus can i read the next one yes okay next one gender norms as an exmo lgbt plus member i try to teach and normalize doing slash wearing slash being whatever makes you happy whereas their dad my ex-husband encourages gender normatives my very delicate son needs to be masculine and my very independent daughter needs to be a princess Mm. It's very difficult to reverse these habits following a visit to their dads. Wow. That's rough. Yeah. That binary. So, yeah. I don't know what my ex encourages or doesn't encourage as far as clothing. I, I don't think that's even a discussion because the kids basically wear what they want, which is, mm -hmm. which is great. I love that. Um, but I am very proud that Smashy, the eight-year-old, loves her knee-high rainbow striped socks that there I got go. her. There you go. There you go. And she also wears a trans-inclusive um, anklet. Oh. Not knowing that it's trans-inclusive, but she loves the <laughs> colors, and that makes me happy. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, that would be a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, some of these are so extreme. Uh, this one says, I've been with my partner for going on 20 years. Before we met, she was married to an abusive man and she had three children who thankfully are all adults now. There were so many issues she slash we had with her co-parenting with her ex-husband. He was a Southern Baptist, Oof. as was his family, and we were all living in Mississippi at the time. That's right. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> he was always using religion as a manipulation to appear like a good dad. For example, he wouldn't pay his child support and was in and out of rehab all the time, but was always quoting scripture when he would write letters to his children. God. This was confusing to the kids. He invited them to his baptism in an attempt to show them he was ready to be a good dad and then let them down again by missing visits and graduations. Jesus. He would take them to church on the weekends that they visited him and play on the sermons about divorce being sinful so that they could see their mom was a sinful person for leaving him. Oh, okay. <laughs> she says, luckily, as the children got older, they were able to see through this. But nonetheless, it was damaging. All three are young adults now, and all three of them have religious trauma. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, raise your hand if you have religious trauma, right? There's probably not a one <laughs> that, that isn't, raising isn't raising their, their hands. Hand right and now. also, let me interject real quickly. I don't think there's a reason to tell your kids why you're divorcing, except for just about not, we grew apart. Yeah, we grew apart. It's just not working out. I yeah. love I love your father, whatever. I love your mother, but we need to be away from each other. Yeah. The kids are going to figure it out at the end anyway. You know, but to blame because one of the parents. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of a divorce where one doesn't blame the other for the divorce. It's just human nature. It's you just You don't need to put that in front of the kids. No. That's the thing. Yeah. Do you really think about what you're doing? Do you really want to put a person that your kids love in mm -hmm. a bad light. Yeah. What does that do to the kids? It They're, hurts it, them. Oh, it traumatizes them. them. It confuses them. Yeah. Therapy bills are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right? It's yeah. confusing and it's hurtful. Yeah. Because they don't understand. It's like, well, gosh, I love this person and I find them safe and trustful. Mm -hmm. But then, you know my other parent over here is saying how bad they are Yeah, and what a bad influence and they're they the are. reason we're not a family and they right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. What does that do to the kids? It sucks for them. It's horrible. I mean, divorce is hard as it is for yeah. kids. Yeah. Even with n no shit talking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, keep reading. <gasps> Sorry. That's okay. You want to do the next one? Okay. In addition, this is, I'm, I'm going on your same letter that you were oh, reading. Oh, okay. In addition, I think it's important to touch on the ex-spouse's family as well. When your ex-in-laws are crazy religious, it only makes it more challenging to co-parent. Mm. Agreed. So yeah. I know that when my kids were in Utah last time um, and they spent time with Brent's family, which his family is super nice, but they're just super Mormon as well. Mm -hmm. And my almost 18-year-old was saying that she was feeling pressured because her grandparents on Brent's side were like, you need to go to college out here. Come to Utah. And mm. You can stay with us. Ooh. And, you know, Ooh, no. and I'm not ripping Brent's family because my <laughs> parents would do the same damn thing, uh -huh. you know, because they're uber Mormon. But I'm like, Jenny, you do not want to go to Utah and live with grandma and grandpa mm. and go to school. She's like, oh, no, but fuck that. Like, she's not. <laughs> she not would have ha no life. No. No. <laughs> Nobody wants to live with a TBM grandparents. Oh, God. Nobody no. wants that. No. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. My partner's ex-in-laws had this religion belief that kids need their father. 
even if he can't get his life together. They were always putting the children in unsafe situations with their dad to please their son slash brother. For example, his mom rented him a car to travel to see his kids because she didn't trust him to drive her car because of his drug use. Uh. However, she made it possible for him to drive the kids in a rental. (laughs) What the actual fuck? Whoa. Anyway, there's so much more, but I will leave it there. Wow. Yeah. So I don't trust you in my car. You know, you use you drugs. You have drug issues, but take the rental and, 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 you know, d- drive your kids around. Oh, my God. Yeah. What what kind of sense does that make? You know, I have, um, in my extended family, there is a divorce situation where one of the parents is just not safe mm. emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, mentally with the children. Not at all. Yeah. And because of that, those said children have major mental issues is that what we say sure. yeah like like going into rehab and needing counseling and dangerous things you know like cutting yeah. and really crying out yeah. right but because the attitude is you know kids need their father mm-hmm. they are basically because of the state the the state in the country that they live in that have very strict rules they have to spend time with their father mm. they don't want to they hate it um, they do anything they can to get out of it, like mm-hmm. jumping out of a car at a stop sign and refusing to get back in. Whoa. Um, but they, they're forced. They're wow. forced. So this is a situation where it's like, is anyone putting the kids first here? Yeah. Is anyone thinking about the kids or is it so the kids need their father? No matter what? No matter what. Yeah. You know what? Kids do need their parents, even, but if, not when it puts them in a situation yeah. like this. Right. Yeah. So I hate that. So I, I get what they're extreme. saying. Yeah. Because that person is actually abusive. Right. Yeah. Correct. Wow. Uh, this one actually was funny. This came in from... Um, channels. Marco Polo Channels. <laughs> so this was over video form, mm-hmm. and then I sort of paraphrased it. So uh, she says, my son was staying with me, and my ex wanted to pick him up for sunbeams. First mm-hmm. of all, sunbeams? Follow the prophet. That's when they start that shit. Okay. Is that like... Jesus wants me for a sunbeam, right? Isn't that that For song? a lounge chair. Wait, well, that's what we said. Yes, it is. That is the song. But isn't the song about being a sunbeam? Yeah, and that's the age, like, three-year-olds. They're called they sunbeams. They call it sunbeams? Mm-hmm. You know, just when you <laughs> hate the Mormon church. <laughs> could that have been a pod? Sunbeams. Yeah, it could have been a buffoon. It could have been a pod. Should we retroactively put in yeah. the music? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh Cue music. <laughs> it's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Mary, today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is uh-huh. sunbeams. Okay, so it's that age group around three or something, <laughs> and when you go to nursery or whatever, and they call you a sunbeam. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> wow, I got it right. Shocker. <laughs> God. Uh, but anyway. The listener said, when I told him that didn't work for me, taking the kid to Sunbeams, Mm because that's not what she does, uh, he said, don't fuck with kids' church. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's so good. I know. So good. Oh, but as a little footnote to that, she said later he came out of the closet as as gay and they are fine now. (laughs) Now they're friends. They agree on things now, but back in the day. (laughs) Don't don't fuck fuck with with kids' kids church. church. Our next round of replies is from our Facebook discussion group, the Latter-day Lesbian Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. It's could, an amazing group. Join, it is, please. But could that be a longer name? It could. 
Okay. <laughs> it, it literally could, but it's 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 plenty long. All right. Yeah. Let's All right. Try to figure out how to make that longer for next time. <laughs> First one. I got divorced a year ago, and we have four daughters, ten and under. Whew, good luck with that. <laughs> We share custody 50-50. So far, it's a tale of two households. Mm. Mm -hmm. My ex is very strict and has a hundred different rules and keeps them on a tight schedule. I like to do things in a fun and nurturing way. I try to make my home a place where it is safe to think or feel anything because I know they're getting the opposite experience at their dad's. The hardest part for me is the way he tries to control things at my house as well as his. I let the girls drink iced tea or they can swear so long as they aren't swearing at another person or in public. At first, he tried to tell me I was being a bad parent for letting them do those things. But I politely explained that I saw no harm in them and it is not my job to maintain his religion in my household. Then he started bribing the kids, telling them they'd get a milkshake if they kept the Mormon rules at mom's house. Wow. The fuck? <laughs> Recently, I told the girls if daddy didn't give them a milkshake, they could tell me the reason why. And if it was for drinking iced tea or swearing, I'd buy them a milkshake. <laughs> a girl. So far, I haven't tried to share my views with my kids about the church or politics, but sometimes they hear things from the media I listen to and they ask me questions about race or LGBTQ issues. And I will ask them questions in return about how they would feel in similar circumstances and how we can be kind and fair to minority groups. Now, my ex makes them watch Prager U videos every weekend, and it hurts my heart to hear them parrot right-wing propaganda that Ugh. encourages misogyny, racism, and homophobia. Oh, ouch. Um, pause there. I would say that is an issue that I, that I deal with, mm -hmm. um, with Brent. More particular, I'd say, I know when he goes and visits Utah, um, his parents and family are very right wing and very outspoken and they try they they tie their right wing politics into religion, which I think is probably the most harmful thing mm -hmm. when you when you double up there. And I know this because I was married for 21 years. We spent a lot of time at his in-laws house and that's what went down. And so, of course, it's still going down. Mm -hmm. It just sucks. You know, it sucks. And again, everyone has a right to believe what they want. I just... I wish my kids didn't have to hear about religion and politics as kids. Like, Why can't you sit down with Brent and talk to him about it? Um, Because it's like, I don't want him telling me how to parent. He doesn't want me telling him how to parent. If there are issues, we'll bring it up. Like I've said, hey, you know, you said this thing about the best way to raise a kid is blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll bring things up, but I wouldn't want him telling me. I don't appreciate you telling the kids that it's okay to be transgender. We definitely have different views, for example, on transgender issues, uh -huh. right? And I wouldn't want him to tell me, like, hey, you, you can't tell the kids that being transgender is blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want him telling me how to parent. At the same time, he doesn't want me telling him how to parent. And again, I'm not like, Brent's wrong, I'm right. It just, it's hard. That's, that's all I can say about it. It's hard. Yeah. It is. I know. And with them being my children, I love them. I adore them. I want them to have the best. I want them to be happy. And, you know, to see them just be given different things from different households. It's confusing. It is. Maybe that's just how it is. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> learning how to maintain boundaries has been very helpful, but also learning to let go of any outcomes. Do I hope that someday the girls leave the church and break the cycle of codependency and control? Absolutely, but I'm not staking my happiness on it. Good point. Yeah. It's very likely they'll choose to be Mormon the rest of their life, but at least they can make a more informed decision than I did growing up in the church and have the option to walk away and still be loved and accepted by one of their parents. Ooh. 
This is yeah. rough stuff, everybody. Yeah. I definitely will say um, for Brent, he would never disown any of his children. No. No, never. No matter what they decide to believe or follow or be. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we have examples of people who know that if their child were to leave the church, their father would disown them. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. So these are amazing comments. And I, I yeah. didn't realize that there were so many of them. Yeah. Because your, awesome. your experience is seeing me struggle with co-parenting with someone who we, I, I don't necessarily agree with on things. So you've just seen, you've seen mine, right? Right. And now realizing like, dude, this is something that is so common and it, so yeah. hard. It is so hard. I mean, ideally you get on the same page with your ex about the types of subjects you're going to talk about or the yeah. way you want to present certain iffy or touchy subjects, mm-hmm. you know, but that's just not very realistic for yeah. so many people. Right. You know, and I would also say that in a marriage situation, it can, it can be hard because in a marriage people can disagree as well, but in a divorce situation, you fucking know you disagree. I mean, you're yeah. divorced, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, not necessarily. You still might have things that you agree on. You just are doubtful. It's going to be all of the things, right? Yeah. True. That you agree on. Yeah. I mean, in my sister's situation, when she divorced her husband, I mean, it turned out he was gay. Mm-hmm. But they agree, I think, generally on most things as far as parenting. Mm. It's just that he was gay and they weren't in love with each other anymore. And whatever. Sure. I think that in a religious setting, chances are you do not agree with your spouse when you leave. When you leave the religion. Correct. Yeah. Makes or sense. when you leave or when you leave the, the marriage, mm-hmm. you know, I mean... I would like to know how many of our listeners who have now left the church, whose spouse is still in the church, share the same political or religious, clearly not the religious beliefs. Right. And when you leave a cult, you look back and you're like, fuck, 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 that's harmful, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have the co-parent that's still in the cult, they don't know that it's harmful because they're still in it. So, right. yeah, you're not going to have an easy time of it. Yeah, for sure. And if you're a listener of this podcast, chances are you've swallowed the red matrix pill. Mm -hmm. You're seeing the shit for what it is. You can now dodge bullets. (laughs) Right? You get that slow motion. motion Yes. Uh You can go down on your like back legs. Yeah. Back legs? What am I, a puppy? Yeah. Your hind legs. You can go back (laughs) on your hind hind legs. legs. (laughs) You lean back real far on your legs. Wag your tail. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) And and the bullet grazes right over your nose, right? Because you've leaned back so far and it's all in slow mo. And that's the best part about the red pill. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best part. (laughs) It's the only good part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because then otherwise you're just being followed around by that weird dude in sunglasses. Yeah, it's creepy. Mr. Anderson. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. is creepy. So chances are, if you're listening to this, you've taken the red pill and possibly your TBM spouse is still swallowing those blue pills. Give me the blue pills Mm -hmm. all day long. Right. And you see it. You see it loud and clear <laughs> yeah, and you're you like, do. ah, my children, ah, <laughs> right. how do I save them? Yeah, yeah. I know. But at the same time, that ex-spouse is seeing you yeah. leave the truth. Yes. And he's saying, ah, or she or they, whatever. Yeah. Ah, how do I save my children right. from my ex-spouse? Like, it's it sucks. It and again, suck. this goes back to fuck religion. Yeah, because who, who suffers? Who's <sighs> the one suffering in that whole equation? The kids. The kids. Of course. Yeah. So this is a challenging situation. And if you are going through this, we feel your pain. Yeah. I think this deserves another episode because this is a lot. We have so many more people that wrote in. I think, I wonder if we can get like a professional on here or something that kind of, like, what do you do? I don't know. We'll see. I feel like, I feel like we've just kind of scratched the surface and Mm -hmm. so many people, I think, 
need help, as do I, right. navigating this shit. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we'll look into bringing Kimberly on if she's willing. Yeah. I know she's real busy right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we will table the rest of these comments because there are some good ones. Yes. And if you have more thoughts on the subject and you are not part of our social media, feel free to write in your comment. Go yep. to latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. Hmm and get in touch with us tell us what you think about this subject and we will do a part two at some point i like it okay let's take a commercial break and when we get back don't we have some patrons four patrons four whole Mm -hmm. patrons okay Mm -hmm. one of them's a prodigal daughter so i'm happy about that we love those get out the fatted calf or something (laughs) Uh, i'm hungry (laughs) is it time for some fatted calf yes okay we'll be right back and we're back with the patron names for this week. Mary, how are we going to um, rename these people, give them new names? Well, let's try to make it related to the episode. Um, maybe some common struggles that you might go through if, you're, if your ex-spouse doesn't agree with you on certain things. So you're giving new names of struggles. <laughs> your new name is a struggle. Thank I mean, you're welcome. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Actually, this first person, um, we do not need to give a new name because he, she, they gave us a name that I don't think is the real name. Oh, okay. So thank you, Nonas McStump. And by the way, if that is the real name, I'm sorry. I How just do you spell the first name. N O N N A H S. Non Haas McStump. That's a great name. It is a great name. <laughs> I don't know if that's real or not, but that's a fantastic I don't know. Name. If it is a real name, dude, your your mother just crushed that shit with your name. <laughs> and if it's a made up name, you crush that shit with your made up name. So none right. as McStump. Thank, Thank you. you for your support. Yeah. And I have a feeling if this person drops off Patreon next month, it will be because this is their actual name and I shredded it. <laughs> yeah. So and they're pissed at you. Don't yeah. blame me. Pre-apology <laughs> if it actually was your real name. Uh-huh. All right. Nona's mixed up. Thank you. Next is Vicky C. C. And this is um this one they pay in like what's Bitcoin? What's, <laughs> no. What's Lyra? I'm just guessing Lyra because it, it looks like an L. Could be Uh-oh. like labia. Oh, paying Vicky C is labia? paying in labia stamps. <laughs> what currency is that? I don't know. Is? We're going to look that up. Hang on. I just need to know now. Yeah. Oh, that's pounds. <laughs> okay. Leave that in, Dan. Damn it. <laughs> that is the pound sign. Okay, well, she's paying in pounds. This means she's from Scotland. <laughs> Well, Britain. Britain. Okay. Thank you, British Vicky C. But you need a name. You need. We need a, a last name for Vicky C. <laughs> How about Vicky? Can't fucking figure out <laughs> what your monetary support is. <laughs> All right. What's a common issue uh, that how, starts with C? <laughs> how about Vicky Cocky? Cocky? Like when your ex-spouse is so cocky in the beliefs <laughs> that it's like truth. Sorry, Vicky, Vicky Cocky. God. That's a lot of consonants. All right, Vicky Cocky, you are welcome. Next is the prodigal daughter. Indigo is back. Indigo H. H. Hmm. I'll let you give Indigo. I just did. Oh, no, you did Cocky. I did Cocky. You butchered Cocky. You sure did. Uh, help, I don't agree with my ex-spouse. That was lame. That was lame. Let me try one. Uh, indigo... What you got one? Um, 
maybe health issues. Like if you don't believe the coronavirus is real. Oh. How about that? Do or it. You, yes. Or you don't believe in the vaccine. It's right. a health issue. Yes, right? it is. It is for yeah. one parent or the other. So if you were an anti-vaxxer, mm -hmm. you would believe that the other parent who wants to vaccinate the kids is causing them a health issue, right? Because there's... Or you don't agree on that. You don't agree. Yeah. yeah. Either way. So Indigo Health? Indigo That's lame. <laughs> indigo, I'm sorry. That's all we got. If I can think of a better H word, we'll get back <laughs> we'll to get it. We'll get back to you. Um, on the other hand, if you want your kids to be vaccinated and your opposing parent is an anti-vaxxer, then again, the problem with health arises. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or the tonsils. Uh, True example. The tonsils. God gave him tonsils. <laughs> How about we name Indigo Indigo? Here's my tonsils. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, speaking of tonsils, tonsil story. Um, so my sister-in-law, current sister-in-law, she told a story. Whatever. I don't know where it came from, but it's true. In Austria, this is years and years and years ago. So when you get your your um tonsils out, basically she had to hold a bowl, right? And the doctor would just sort of cut the tonsils what? and then they drop in a bowl and then you just bleed into this bowl. What? That might even be a complete lie. But that was a story I was told, which is why I'm never getting my tonsils removed in Austria. Was this in like 1832? Like, when was this? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Bite this bullet. Oh, no, you can't because I got to jam my hand in there and rip your tonsils out. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Good story. Someone look that up and I see if that's true. I love story time with okay. Shelly. It's, it's, it's always a treat. Children, gather around. <laughs> We're going to talk about getting your tonsils out. <laughs> that's what they should have told that kid before he went in surgery. Yeah. <laughs> a nice comforting story like that. Yeah, and then the dad could cry. I don't want them to have you hold a bowl and they're going <laughs> to chop your tonsils and you'll bleed everywhere. Uh, I would have punched him in the fucking face. Oh, good. Not the child, the, the right. dad. Yep, got yep. figured that one. Okay, last patron. And again, thank you all so much. Um, name is Rocky Ooh. L. Rocky L. Well, this is a little extreme. Okay. But it's possible you could you could catch your ex-spouse telling a lie to the children. Oh, sorry. Your name is now Rocky Lies. <laughs> <laughs> like a rug. Rocky lies like a rug, which matches the drapes. <laughs> All right, Rocky rug, um, indigo, Rocky rug. Rocky rug, indigo. What did we torture her with? Health. Indigo health. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. And oh no, indigo. Here's my tonsils. Oh right. Uh, and Vicky cocky. That one just stumps me every time. I think she loves it. Do you? And Nona's McStump. But your new name is Noah's McStumpy. I thought I'd throw is it a Y Nona's? on it. No, what is it? It's N O N N A H S. No nas, maybe. No nas, maybe. Is that how you say? It? Help us, help us pronounce your name, please. Yes, please do. Because we we are beating the shit out of it. I'm sure. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we never claim to be correct in all of our patron names. I'm just saying. No, names are challenging to pronounce. If you would like us to pronounce your name correctly, you can provide a pronunciation guide when you maybe just shoot us a little message. Yeah. On like, our don't fuck media. up my name. Mm -hmm. It is actually pronounced Bob. <laughs> <laughs> As in Bob the Tomato, last week's episode. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. way, to, way to just go full circle. <laughs> full circle. That's beautiful. It wasn't actually a circular tomato. It was a plum tomato. It, it was, was the uh, oblong It's variety. Roma. Roma. Mm -hmm. Why do you call them plum? You've never is it heard the same that? thing? I have, but aroma and plum the same thing? I get, yeah, they, I think I think so. But, you know, plums are sort of round. I don't yeah, know why, why would you call an oblong? I don't know. <sighs> I don't come up with these things. English is weird. Okay. That's true. I think we were wrapped up here. I think we did it. 
Let's thank Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Yeah, this one will be tricky because we're on one channel of audio. Yeah, lots of editing to do here. Uh, some. Oh, some editing to do here. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, everybody, steer clear of those cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.